You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and MERPS. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Abuka. This is MERPS. Hello. Hope you guys have been enjoying the meta. Uh, in you know, enjoy can be interpreted in many ways. I hope you guys are getting Hunter. I hope you guys are having fun with Hunter and Mage. I hope you're and avoiding hunter, some of the other classes that I didn't like name. Like classes that are not Hunter? Like, well, uh, Mage is okay. I think Mage is fine, right? Uh, okay, I've played one as Mage. I faced a lot of Mage. I don't know how you can say Mage is fun. Mage is the most frustrating, annoying class to play against. That is yes. not blatantly OP. That I have, like, I, I can't remember a class that annoyed me more to play against oh, than Mage right me, now. Look, look. I faced somebody who had three locations. Like, <laughs> like one bad after another after another. Yes. They they just oh played location God. after location after location. I did not get to attack after turn three. Yep. I, I, I just didn't. I did not get to choose to do anything after turn three. Uh it sucked. When you talk about, you know, the meme fun and interactive, mm-hmm. that totally applies. I have never been literally locked out in such frustrating fashion for so long than that game against the mage. And yeah, like that's on top of, you know, them clearing your board, like, you know, cycle of hatred 2.0, right? Them clearing your board, mm-hmm. making the skeletons and then killing that. Um, I think the dumbest thing is, and if you've been playing arena, you've experienced this as well. Sometimes they, essentially cycle of hatred you create all those skeletons and then the next turn they go face with those skeletons and they do it again which is just like double pyroblasting you right while also dealing damage so so there's a lot of annoying things right now in their hand jesus yes there's Uh, a lot of annoying things in the game right now yeah um and most of them are a mage because the hunter ones aren't really annoying they're just blatantly overpowered like (laughs) <laughs> you can't oh, the be hunter annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you because you, you, you were talking about the hunter location. I'm like, hunter location is no, good. No, no, it's just it's a fair fine. card. It's a yeah, it's a fair the hunter card, location. No, I, I love like it's a fair. Yes, it's a card. great design card for the arena. Yeah, um, and, and it's per, win rate reflects that. <laughs> the mage win rate is freaking ridiculous. Well, okay, we'll get to all that. But big picture, it's a hunter mage meta. Uh, Paladin and priest also exist. The other classes don't exist. Paladin and Priest are actually okay right now. If you're a, a person who loves playing Priest, it's got to feel good. Because Priest has not been playable for a, a, quite some time. Uh, but I have bad news. Maybe not for Priest. But there's pretty much no way this meta continues into next week. Because we're in the week one meta. And the week one meta is always silly. And it is always, most importantly, temporary. So we're going to talk less about this exact meta that we're entering into and more about the big picture things and cards now that we have some experience with um we obviously haven't played with every card so we'll focus on like the neutrals and the ones from hunter and mage uh so uh, yeah let's uh let's we'll, we'll talk about the classes after let's talk about the neutral cards right now the big thing to know about neutral cards in this meta is that they're not that good. So if you looked at our, if you listened to our review and uh, you looked at our scores, there were three A tier cards that were still in the meta. We were like, some of these are going to get banned or offering odds reduced, if not all of them. 
And uh, then there were a bunch of Bs, which, you know, were okay. The best performing card in this meta in neutral right now is Anonymous Infiltrator, which should be all you need to know about this meta. If you remember Anonymous Infiltrator, uh, I mean, the best performing card, yeah, in this set. Anonymous Infiltrator is the 2-mana two 2-3 two, battle cry. The next secret you play costs zero. That is because Mage and Hunter are the two top classes. By far. So you're you're at this point where you know this is a, a, a terrible meta. You, you know this is a absolutely terrible temporary meta because everything's upside down. But you also know one more thing. And that is you know that there's no like mothership. Because if mothership existed... I don't care what Mage and Hunter do, Anonymous and Formula would not be the top card. It would be Mothership. And that's true. Right now, in this new set, there is not a single card performing like an A-tier card would perform. The highest performing card that is not a class-specific card like Anonymous Infiltrator is actually Forensic Duster. Forensic Duster is the 3-mana three 3-4 three, that makes your opponent's minions uh, cost one more mana the next turn. And... Uh, it's doing fine, but it's doing about what we expected. So we rated it a B, a high B. I think we said that in the review. Uh, and it is still just a high B. It's not a B plus, And you can tell because it is currently getting a lower win rate than Claw Machine, which is a pretty standard B tier card these days, and Rap Golem, which is a pretty standard B plus tier card. So Forensic Duster is right where we expect it. And so is pretty much everything else in, in neutral around that like B, C range. Um... But what we did not expect, or maybe we kind of expected, but what what it was definitely lower are the three cards we rated A, which is Sin Runner, Stoneborn General, and Famished Fool. So, do you do you want to take any of these and uh, and start the conversation off? Because I think there's a lot to talk about here, and it'll it'll reveal a lot about the meta as to why these cards are not like these A tier cards, why they're not performing like A tier cards. Sure. Yeah, let's take Sin Runner for a second. Y you know, kind of the the big bad five drop with the death rattle, destroy a random enemy minion. And I agree. Uh, you know, after playing with it, after playing against it, for now it's not an A. It's good. It's good. Um, but it is just not performing at the level that I kind of would think it would perform. I think part of the reason that it's not performing as well is if you look at the top classes they deal with it really 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 well as in hunters just go a little bit too fast for sin runners to matter like mm -hmm. th that death rattle just doesn't do enough and you know one of the things that we said was kind of powerful about sin runner it's like they can't really leave it up hunters can they absolutely mm -hmm. can hunters don't give a damn about it um, and mages just freeze it. Like, it, it, they, <laughs> it is what, terrible against mage. Whatever, yeah, whatever you try to do against the mage, if if you have a singular thing that has an effect that's not a battle cry, mage is just gonna freeze it. It doesn't matter. So, and then mages do all of this annoying, you know, skeleton stuff, and then of course they finish off with uh, something like a puzzle box, right? So. Mm -hmm. 
the times in which Sinrunner is impactful against Mage is exactly the overlap of when they're playing these locations and freezing you. And then we get into the super late game, and then that's when Mages have access to all these giant spells, in which, you know, this really nice 5-drop just doesn't do as much. So, yeah, I think it's very easy to see up against the top two classes why Sinrunner just does not have this impact that it's sort of like uh like blocked out so you know i don't think it's a bad card i i I don't think the rating itself is like you know completely wrong um but yeah in the current meta it's not an a tier card it's it's just not and if if you play with it or against it i think you 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 feel that yeah i mean i i would go further i think the rating is wrong I, I did the math on it again, and I don't know what I was doing before. Maybe I switched some assumptions around or what, but it's coming out now as like a high B, like almost a B plus, but not quite. So I, I and like having played with it, it, it feels like a B tier card. Again, like you said, it's not a bad card. It's matching up really poorly against Mage and uh, not good against Hunter either. But even when they fix the meta, I don't think this card is going to come up to an A because it's not an A tier card. It requires a situation in which your opponent is generally playing big cards, in which it gets some value out of a being a 6-5, and then the removal gets delayed effectively two turns. Or you have that effect of making your opponent do such weird stuff that you're getting a huge bonus. So those situations just aren't happening as much as it needs to for it to be an A-tier card. And I don't think it's just the meta. Like, I think this is just a B-tier card, and, and we messed up. So we'll see. They're going to change the meta next week. So we'll see. But I, I don't see this high. I like, it may be a B-plus card, but I think this is this is just going to come out to be a high B-card. Um, I think no matter where the meta is, you're going to end up looking at it and Forensic Duster and being like, it's about the same. Uh, of course, right now, it's a terrible meta for uh, for, 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 for Sin Runner. Um so so yeah so that's that's the first one and that's the one that we rated highest too i think we called that out as the highest of our three a tier cards and uh that's just that's I, like i think that's wrong we'll, we'll we'll probably have a firmer conclusion next week assuming they uh assuming they uh they patch the meta and actually balance out the win rates and it's no longer a hunter mage meta but that's where i think this is going uh the next card we want to talk about is a uh, famished fool so where sin runner we said was the highest a tier card it, that's uh, that's part of this uh, neutral set. Famish Fool we had as the lowest A tier, like it's barely A. It was almost B plus. Um, and having played with it in this meta, uh, it is every bit as good as we rated it. If anything, I think we may have underrated it a little. Um, it feels very solidly like a, like an A tier card. Um, Infuse in general is so easy to trigger. There's so many things going on. And Famish Fool is just almost always uh, five mana, three five. You can't play it on curve, but otherwise, you know, draw three cards, and that is really good. Your your problem, of course, and why it's not performing as really good as it is, is again Mage and Hunter. Mage and Hunter are weird, or Hunter is weird. Mage in this iteration is super weird. I was talking about how like crazy it is uh like how annoying it is to play against mage Murph's talking about having the board frozen all the time or blown up all the time none of this is normal for mage in the arena this is or for any class in the arena really so i don't know what's happening with mage but this iteration and if it continues like they're going to nerf mage clearly they're going to nerf mage 
But they may not nerf Mage to the ground. Mage could still be a totally playable class that you see. And it's just going to be a weird thing in the meta. And whenever you have something like... Whenever your two dominant classes are so polar... They're not even polar. They're just weird. They're doing weird things. They're not the same. You're not creating this aligned meta. Like Famish Fool is one of these cards that just kind of slips through the cracks. Because if you're against Hunter, drawing cards isn't going to save you. Ever. None of the card draws are good against Hunter. And Famish Fool is mostly a card draw card, so it's not going to be good either. If you're going against Mage, your problem is that your stuff is frozen. Your problem is not that you're running out of cards exactly. Uh, so you're kind of in that same issue where, well, yeah, you can draw cards eventually, but well, to, to, to what end? Like, what, what are they used for, right? So this isn't a problem where card draws are just bad in this meta. The, in, in Murder at, uh, at Castle Nathria. Card draw is bad for this particular meta of Hunter and Mage. Like, really bad. So, it's just something to, to, to note. Yep. Okay, look, I, I just have to say, why are you allowed to have more than one location? <laughs> like, you're there. You're there again. You're, you're there still again. There. There's, you're still there. Um,. That is what really frustrates me. Because I remember when I first saw a location, I first saw, I thought it would be like a location slot, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, okay, this is now, you know, this is now. I never considered double locations. Yes, I never considered that. And then as I learned more about it, I'm like, so it's just a minion that you can't kill? (laughs) I was like, okay. Or, you know, you can kill it, but, you know, through through tech stuff right like mm-hmm. i'm like so it's just another minion like what wait huh what what's up with that um that's just the most annoying aspect and that can't be changed now right that's just a gameplay thing that's like yep. that's like a whatever uh but that's the most frustrating thing because like if i only faced one mage location at a time i could you know play around it right no you uh, can't it's terrible not, not really but like if there are two and more on the board, I literally can't do anything. I can't do a single thing. So I don't play the game past that point. Sometimes you don't play the game for like one or two turns. I didn't play the game at all <laughs> after that. It was the most unfun thing I have ever, ever seen. Um, but yes, that that's my rant about how my mm. initial perception of locations versus the actual implementation of locations. I was like, what? Like, this, this seems to make no sense. Um, yeah. But Did I, you think I, I you were it. in the yeah. Nightcloak Sanctum? You are very in the Nightcloak Sanctum now. Yes. You're seeing it from all sides. You are very sanctumed. <laughs> you, yes. Uh yeah um I don't I well yeah that's that, that there's a mage problem right now um like we, you notice we're talking more about mage than hunter because the problem is mage it's not hunter like I I I don't know how many people feel the same way uh but hunter despite the fifty five percent win rate and mage is under fifty three percent win rate hunter is less of a problem than mage you see more of them they're more powerful but they're not so much the problem it's in a we, 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 weird place right now. It's about how annoyed you are at certain things. To me, yeah, it's just yeah, about- exactly. Yes. It's like mages make it so it's just a totally different game that you're not a part of, 
and hunters, you're still part of the game. They're just really hard, you know? Hunters are like going up against a whale in, in Diablo. Like, you're still playing the game. Yeah, the numbers are tweaked in a way that is, that is very unfair to you. Um, but, but you're playing the game. With Mage, it's like all of a sudden, I don't know, Diablo turns into a card game or something. And you're like, what is happening? Well, what no, am I no, supposed it, to do? In that, it feels like then your opponent glitched out of the map. Right? <laughs> okay, prevented fine. you from yes. doing anything. That's the analogy. Yes. So your opponent glitched out of the it, map. It feels inherently less fair, even though the end result is you lose, right? You yes. lose against uh, the big spender in, in, you know, like, or you lose against the person who glitched out of the map. So same, same thing, but yes, we, we have a, uh, a mage problem. And if you say we have a hunter problem as well, I get what you mean. Yeah. I, I think the problem is very different, right? We want to differentiate right. between the problems. And, uh, if you're out there as well and saying like, I, you know, I feel as though the hunter problem is bigger for you know for, mm. for me sure you know it, it's, it's just bigger about in a mathematical find. sense yeah it's yeah. if you think it's a bigger problem feeling wise then i don't know like i may just feel so bad but anyway yes. um the third card that we rated an a that is not performing like an a is uh stoneborn general this one's performing the best out of the three and um I, I I think it has a chance of regaining its status as an A tier card when the meta shifts, uh, or maybe down to a to a B plus. But I'm I'm still uh, I'm still high on this card, just like I'm high on Vanish Fool. Uh, the problem is that it's a ten mana card, and in this meta, so many times the swings have gone against you so hard that by turn ten, nothing matters anymore. Like people like it's a meta like people are like oh meta slow oh people are doing whatever it's slow and painful but you're not winning you know like if you were losing you may it may take them twenty turns to kill you but 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 you had no chance as of turn like six you you knew but uh, by, by turn six turn five you knew um so uh, it's hard for a card like Stoneboard General to make an impact in this particular meta. So but once it changes, like once it swaps out of Hunter and Mage, I think Stoneborn General will, will have a comeback. Here's kind of the problem with Stoneborn General. And uh, if you guys have played in this meta, um, I, I think you'll feel it. The meta right now is best described as it's it's pretty boring Hearthstone until something big happens in yeah. one turn that is not really predictable you know I, I, like you know we are very far away from like okay they're coming up on their power turn of this one good card um like it's not defined as like oh okay turn 10 is coming up the mage is going to puzzle box mm -hmm. it may very well be they play a puzzle box on 10 but that's not the kind of swing i'm talking about what i'm talking about is something like in one of my games i was playing as hunter obviously the smart thing to do uh, and I was facing a paladin. I was look and I was just like wiping them off the board. I was like, "What is this guy doing? They have to have a plan. They are either the worst player ever, or they have a plan, right? Uh, they probably have a plan." And on turn six, they showed what their plan was, which was lose and be at like twelve health by turn six, and then drop double Merlocula for free with a Pharaoh's blessing on one of them. So that is the kind of stuff we are looking at here. It is very boring normal Hearthstone until something 
pretty crazy happened and it's not like a typical it's like okay now is when the puzzle box happens now is when the drake fire amulet happens from a mage right it's like okay it's turn 10 i'm playing this one card and that's a big swing um it's not just that it's like okay we have a lot of craziness and with the kind of boring stuff that is in the meta remember in the preview we talked about just a lot of bad boring neutral stuff is coming right Mm -hmm. so um part of the reason why i think stoneborn general is not as good as it could be it's still good and it's you know done some work for me it's performing well right it's done work for me and it has done work for my opponents when they play it against me is that some of these swings like just happen before it and it's a little bit too big to overcome because mm. they happen so suddenly the suddenness is is, is jarring because of so, what so is for possible the, for and the your record, responses Stoneborn... are not as prominent now as they used to be yeah so for the record Stoneborn general and fabish are performing uh, around where animated broomstick is performing um just uh what, what else where where fleet hoof pearl tusk is performing where Pitcrock is, that's like around its performance area. So it's good, right? Fleet, Fleet Hoof is good. Animated Broomstick is good. Um, they're not A-tier cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I, I think that that is what defines the meta. Um, and I think for those of you who played, like, that sounds about right, you know? And it, it is the cause of frustration for a lot of people because it takes away some of this predictability. So I see people in chat also talk about Sire Denathrius. Yes, that's another one of those things where I, I obviously can't predict it, right? Like, for example, <laughs> I, I named Puzzle Box uh, because it's one of those things as well where you can also kind of predict it. You know, Like, even if they didn't draft it, like if they discovered a spell and they've been holding it for a while, right? I'm like, okay, that you know, probably like a Puzzle Box or something. Sire Denathrius is one that is unfortunately like, okay, well, they've been losing a lot. Like, I don't know, man. What what could they possibly do to come back? And then they drop Sire Denathrius. Uh, you know, like just just life steals a bunch, and then I'm like, okay, well, I can't kill them, so that means I probably have to deal with this 1010 lifesteal. But then of course that also means, well, I guess we'll be here for like you know at least six mm-hmm. seven more turns and then yep. who knows what's in his deck and and you know what, what they could do um so yeah that that is the meta and it's why i also see some people it's like yeah i this is like a five win meta right like people are just like you know i could have kind of a crazy deck but something happens in which it happens too fast for me to respond and maybe i do have like a hysteria plus a mass hysteria in my deck but i didn't have it at that time, all I had were these stupid pompous thespians in hand. I didn't have that, that you know, all these removals. Like, you know, I also had like a palm reading in my deck and I didn't have access to that. So that means I lose, right? Like that means I lose. Um, that is fairly frustrating. And it's also why I think you see like hunters not even strictly running away with it and it's the polarization of it as well it's Mm -hmm. like you kind of need those really really freaking good cards and if you don't draw them Mm -hmm. you're not that much better (laughs) like you're not especially for hunter you have less turns to draw them not just because your game is shorter but because your cards are all delayed 
So you, you, you actually have less cards to draw them than a normal class uh, with their big cards. Like, with their good cards. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a particular kind of meta. And that may not change, even if Hunter and Major down. Because that's kind of a, a wider a wider meta uh, uh, thing that's set up by the selection of sets uh, that are that, that are in the current meta. And again, that's not going to change. That's, that's here to stay. But what will change is Hunter. Uh, we talked a lot about Mage. And let's just finish off our Mage conversation and do Hunter next. So we talked about Nightcloak Sanctum. I don't think we need to say that much more about it. It's performing right now, like a, almost an S-tier card maybe. Um, it's performing really, really, really well. Uh, and, uh, that is, that is a problem. Um, I don't know that we, we rated it A, by the way. Um, and I don't know that we're changing it, but we will, we will review it. I mean, we never actually change it, right? But I just, I haven't seen it enough to actually, like, it takes a lot for a card to actually be S tier, right? And the times that I faced against it, it was really annoying, but it still felt to me like an A tier card. So I don't really know what's happening and why the win rate for that card is so big. But I think it's probably because of a wider overall picture of what Mage is able to do because it has Sanctum. Not just because of how good Sanctum is in a vacuum. Um, if you look at the next cards on Mage's win rate list, it's Deathborn, more, which is uh, uh, more skeletons. And then going one, skipping over the next one, it's Cold Case which is another skeleton card. So, skeletons are very good. We told you skeletons were very good. I think we were super high on skeletons. And then people in chat were not, a, not, not all the people in chat were buying how good skeletons are. Well, now you see the power of skeletons. Every single card that mentions skeletons is literally the top cards of the mage. And mage is the second best class right now. So, skeletons are in. And uh, you should commit to it. And they're just really good because the face damage matters, right? This is the whole thing right now. You can freeze for your big cards, or you can just freeze and deal enough damage and kill your opponent. And what Murps was saying is everything's okay until it's not. Well, when when is it not? When it's not, it's when they put big stuff out and then they'll go face the next turn and then you're screwed, right? So Mage will make that happen and then freeze your response unless it has taunt. Uh, and uh, there's not that much you could do about it. The other card that I skipped over before that is the third best card in Mage uh, for this set is uh, is Frozen Touch, um, which has killed me many, many times. And it kill, it's just a two-mana deal three damage, but you get it back if you infuse it three times. And it's really easy to infuse three times. So it comes back a lot. It gets used as a fireball to my face a lot. It gets used as 9 damage to my face sometimes. Like, just stuff happens with this card. Um, and uh, it is very powerful. We rated it A. We knew it was that powerful. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's performing like it. Um, and that's one of the, the powers. It's, it's one of the you know, powers uh, that, that Mage has. Yep. Um, so, any advice on facing Mage? No. I, have I literally have no see here's here's the problem and like when you talk about hunter problem or mage problem the real problem with the meta uh is that i have no advice for you yeah. that is specific to this meta i cannot help you guys in any way because for like up against those two classes if you're getting frozen you are getting frozen my advice is like what 
try to draft more spells. Like, what, you weren't going to draft more spells anyways because spells are really good. You were going to draft good spells anyways. Uh, you know, just don't get frozen. I I, I don't know. Like, like, Make your opponent not draw their sanctum. Yeah, that's basically it. And against, you know, against Hunter, it's... Like, are you facing... Oh, I got advice the... against Hunter. I don't think Hunter's unbeatable. I've taken down so many Hunters in this No, no, no. You, you can definitely beat them. I'm just like, you know, if they coined out the Wild Seed on two, that's tough, right? Yes, yeah, like, but that, 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 that happens a... very infrequently compared to how often you get Nightclub Sanctum. Because they have to have it on one. And they have to have a coin. Like, it's just, those are very low percent times that you're facing Hunters. Like, I think Hunter's in a different boat than Mage uh, because of that. Like, there's nothing you can do to Mage because Mage is playing its own game and it's going to freeze anything you put out. But there is stuff you could do against Hunter. I think the way to beat Hunter is uh, something that we keep saying all the time, how you beat Hunter. You go fast. And especially, this is doubly true with this iteration of Hunter. Because this iteration of Hunter is relying on Wild Seeds. And the thing with Wild Seeds is the... The backbreaking wild seed is the latest one. If they are if they are just summoning the three one rush, that's a really good card. Don't get me wrong, but that's not an A tier card. That's like a B tier, maybe B plus tier card, and it's a class card, and you're not losing to it that much. What you're losing to is when they summon the freaking deer thing that like comes with a weapon, right? And then they have like. That's where most of the value is. So whether it's random or they get it anyway by guarantee, that's the backbreaker. And that card does not come out for three turns. And when it comes out, its body still does not have rush. The weapon has rush, but the body does not have rush. So what does that add up to you two for you? That means that body can't be used for four turns. And in three turns, your opponent is allowed to trade their face damage for tempo. That means you should be pounding your opponent in the face for the three turns while your opponent is under-tempoed. So whenever your opponent plays any of the Wild Seed cards and it comes out to be that third roll, you know your job. And in fact, because that's what you're most scared of in Hunter, that's your job from turn one. Your job is to be on the board pushing face immediately against Hunter. The reason Hunter win rate is so high is not just because they have super OP cards, we knew it was going to be high, but I am very convinced that a ton of people, if not the majority of people, are misplaying versus this iteration of Hunter. They're trying to do things. Because normally, what do you do against Hunter? You want to control the board. Because if you don't control the board, they start hitting your face, and that's bad because they're a Hunter. In this iteration, you need to be the one hitting their face and letting them remove your board. Because if you go face and they go face, that's your best shot. If you remove their board, and they have wild seeds, you will lose. So why are you choosing to lose? Don't choose to lose. Choose the coin flip of whether you win or lose. And if you do that enough times, when things are a little dicey, you will eke out quite a lot of wins that you would have lost otherwise. I have beaten Aralon on five. Freaking Aralon, which is uh, the uh, the hunter legendary that summons all the wild seeds and is like a normal five drop, I think. I, I forget. It was just very ridiculous. I remember yeah, when yeah, I saw it's, a play. It's a, it's a five. Like, it's a, oh, five it's drop a four drop. Yeti. 
Okay. Huh? It's a it's a four drop. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a five yeah, mana yeah. It's yeti. It's a five mana uh, yeti that summons all the wild seeds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's so anyway. It's ridiculous. You shouldn't be able to win on five. But it keyed in on one thing for me, which is that until you play it on five, until turn eight, you have no extra tempo from that third wild seed. And until turn nine, you have no tempo that doesn't require your opponent to like you know use it, use its own face. So. I mean, I was ahead when they played the wall, when they played that card, right? Uh, I wasn't super ahead, but I was ahead. And once that card came out, I was like, well, I have one shot at this game, and obviously I'm going to take it. And it involved putting a lot of crap on the board and just going face every turn and making them try to remove my board. Because if they succeed in removing my board, uh, I lose, right? Obviously. Um, if they don't succeed in removing my board, though, I have a good shot of winning. And... Uh, if I just started trading, I definitely 100% lost. So those are the kinds of decisions against any kind of wild seed that summons the later wild seed um, that that matters a lot in a hunter game. And I think people are doing it wrong because people are trade bots more and more often than they go face, uh, just kind of generally. Um, and against hunter, the traditional advice, the normal advice has always been to trade in the early going. Like, I don't think there was any previous meta where we were like, on turn three against the Hunter, you go face. Uh, uh, but uh, but here, yeah. On turn three against the Hunter, you generally go face. And if you ever see a Wild Seed, you definitely go face. This is this is how you beat a Hunter. Now, I don't know that you're going to have a positive win rate against the Hunter or anything, but you're going to be able to knock them down from their uh, uh, normal win percentages by uh, by quite a bit. Um, it's just a complete flip of how you play against Hunter. You still want tempo, that part's the same. But what you do with the tempo is entirely flipped compared to what you normally do against Hunter. So, hopefully that helps. Uh, it, it helped me win against quite a few Hunters with all those ridiculous cards that, uh, that, uh, that, that should not be in the arena. And will hopefully get reduced to being very rarely seen. Yep. Uh, so uh, look changes are going to happen like they just i feel confident enough uh with this team by now and it's crazy right like there there have been years in which i'm just like okay changes are not coming like I <laughs> yeah just, yeah i'm like i am so confident that changes are not coming here is what we got to stick with for the next i don't know months like mm -hmm. plural months um i feel very confident with this current team because we've seen it recently that changes mm -hmm. are coming what changes i have no idea Matt London and team have shown that they're willing to have a very heavy sort of thumb on the scale. Um, so we should see quite a few changes. And I don't know. They they have shown that they are willing to look past rarity. They have shown that they are also, you know, they announced they were looking at like discovers and all of that stuff. So even certain mechanics, you know, they, they have been, um, they have been like kind of willing to look at. So whatever frustrations you have right now i feel very confident in saying uh that by the time we talk next on the podcast maybe there will be changes and if not then uh very soon after that there's so, gotta be changes i'm i'm I gonna be so. upset if there's no changes by next sunday because the game was released tuesday like are they really gonna take almost two weeks to make changes like the first round of changes that is really probably just like hey chill with the whole mage and hunter thing like they don't have to do everything in one fell swoop um yeah no i, I they, they, they should have changes coming next week um so yeah that's why i'm not i don't want to dig too deep into it because it's a weird meta but 
even if the meta doesn't change. Those are your tips for beating Hunter. You can't beat Mage unless Mage doesn't have the cards. Then it's pretty easy to beat Mage, so you're good. Um, that's <laughs> ah, Mage. I I I did not expect this podcast episode to be so mage centric before the release, right? We were expecting Hunter to be number one definitely, and Hunter was number is number one definitively, but Mage is the problem, less so Hunter. Which uh, you know, this is why you can you never fully predict the meta. You can never fully predict the meta. Um, things kind of go all over the place, and uh, this iteration of Mage is, ooh, it is something. Yeah, um, we, we've talked about before, like, you do not need a super high win rate to be oppressive, right? To be mm-hmm. annoying. Um, and I think some people know that, you know, we've, well, this is going back, but we've had those years and those metas in which Priest was middle of the pack at yes. maybe like third in mm-hmm. overall win rate. And maybe like, you know, kind of like where they are now, 50%, yep. right? like a flat yep. 50%. And you're just like, this is. This is disgusting. This like, is unacceptable. Can, unacceptable. Priest cannot exist in this current state. And if you played like, you know, four years ago or something like that, you will remember those metas. Um, and that's exactly what we mean here. And this is exactly why mages, with their very fair and, quote, balanced win rate, uh, feel so terrible to go up yeah. against. Yeah. yeah. This is worse than Priest. Te- no, that's not worse than Priest has ever been. Um, but, but it's right up there. It's right up there with how bad it is. All right. I think that concludes our initial thoughts uh, on on this meta and the cards. Um, wait for the next meta. I'm curious where Famish Fool and Stoneboard General are going to land. Um, you should not draft Sinrunner as an A-tier card. I think just kind of going forward uh, are bad. Um, and, you know, in this meta, you shouldn't draft Stoneboard General or Famish Fool as A-tier cards. But we also kind of told you that, uh, even when we were reviewing the cards. Uh, but... Once they change the uh, the offering rates, I think those two are going to tick up um, and and take their normal positions. So I think so. That is, I don't want to end the podcast this early. Uh, let's do a question from the goat. Question from the goat: What are you excited about right now that you are about to do? Let's give a plug to our Diablo Immortal listeners or viewers or just clan members is about to okay about i, I to have had uh people message me and they're like hey you gave us the wrong link this is two weird guys talking about hearthstone <laughs> uh but yes we are about to do the right of exile again we did it again previously we um, did, you, we, but, uh, but, yeah. it wasn't shown the last time the one that uh right yeah the last time because i was out uh i was on my vacation so that one wasn't streamed yeah yeah exactly and mm. i still don't have my pc back so we are not mm. like, oh yeah when you get your pc back when's your stream when do you when what day and time is your stream time gonna be is okay be like i'm not gonna make any well it's definitely not monday because i am expect like basically i'm expecting it back on monday but what that no, no, no. i mean is, like your regularly scheduled time when's it gonna be oh yeah i don't i i, I gotta figure that out still. okay it's yeah, been you so gotta long you know it's yeah, been so yeah. long maybe it has it's been now, so long i know um it's been it's been eons but yeah i will i will let you guys know i definitely want to get back into streaming i've had this clunker for way too long uh <laughs> but yes uh we are still jamming diablo immortal uh i'm also waiting for like 
Overwatch 2. Um, we're, we're waiting for Diablo 4. Also, there's whispers that people already have uh, the alpha of yeah. Diablo 4. Uh-huh. So, and, and then, of course, you know, no information has come out. And I'm just like, that means it exists somewhere. Not in my hands, but in someone else's They hands. wouldn't make that announcement unless it was pretty much ready. Like, when they announced so. that yeah. it was coming out next year. I'm like, what? No way. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because we didn't do like an update after this also been no vacation update so i'm i'm back from vacation by the way uh went to mongolia went to seoul uh south korea uh it was all it was all super good i totally recommend going to mongolia in the summer um super easy no visa required if you're in the u.s i do not recommend going to seoul in the summer it's a wonderful city but please go not in the summer because we we suffered like the city was great definitely visit Seoul it's uh it's just such an it's a nice place it's a very clean place there's cute cafes everywhere like everything's just it was great as a city um to to visit uh but but in the summer oh oh especially with the face mask culture uh yeah I, I think that I, I don't know what else to say come come hang out in a in a stream I'll, I'll answer questions if you have uh if you want to find out more about uh the vacation or or diablo immortal otherwise like me and Mercy, we're putting in a lot of time in diablo immortal um and uh the grin and go clan is number two we hope to be immortals after uh today so we'll we'll see if that happens um and uh and yeah everything's everything's gonna go back to the original schedule, right? I streamed on Friday. I'm gonna stream this next Friday, Hearthstone. Um, and when Murps gets the computer back, you're gonna go one extra stream a week, uh, which is uh, which will bring us back to where we were like three months ago, I think. Um, and uh, who knows? We may uh, stream a little Diablo Immortal at random times. Like God knows, we play enough. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will. Well, first of all, I want to play in whatever new meta the uh you know the modes team implements whatever it is i definitely want to try it out because i've been playing some in this meta it's interesting playing with the new cards but yeah i'm ready for this isn't a real meta meta. you know what i mean yeah this isn't a real meta this is like essentially an event meta a launch event meta i think we're gonna call that that from now on i'm gonna coin the term and we're gonna call every single first week of launch from now on the launch event meta so this is the narthia nathria launch event meta Okay. Uh, and I can't wait to get out of it because uh, they really need to do something like nerf the win- uh, nerf the offering rate of Nightcloak Sanctum to almost nothing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I think that's it. You know, looking forward to whatever they got in store. All right, uh, it's a question from the go. Brought to you by our Patreons at Patreon.com/slash/GrinningGoat. Uh, and also, if you missed last week's podcast, that was uh, a two-parter. It actually happened over two days, and it's all the whole series of card reviews is online. Um, and, uh, and you can see what we think about, uh, about all the cards in, uh, different classes. Uh, so we didn't talk about the other classes, and I don't know that we will next week either, be, depending on how they shake up the classes, but right off the bat, uh, most cards look about where we rated them. The two big ones that stood out to me as being wildly off of where we rated for them is Carving Chisel. Looks super good on win rates. Maybe because of the infused thing. I know Murphs was high on it, and uh, I, I dragged it down. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I haven't played or seen it. Um, and Mischievous Imp, which we rated a super low S-tier card, uh, is not even performing like an A-tier card. And it is such a simple card, I really don't know what's going on there. It just should be absurdly powerful. And instead, it's performing like a like a 
C plus tier card or something, just something silly. Uh, but so we'll we'll wait for uh, we'll we'll wait a bit more on that and, and see it in a different meta. But I do not understand that one at all. Okay. Um, all right, that's it for us. Uh, until next week, this is Abukta. This is Merp. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.